0: Um, I've only had one call recorder uninstall this week.
1: Pretty good. <laughs> you know, it occurred to me when I was putting one of the items in the list for today that it's a weird quirk of our show that we record so far ahead of when the the things are published that combined with the fact that something ridiculous happens every 6.5 hours <laughs> or or less in the current time makes it weird to talk about current events in the show. So we normally don't accept in a vague sort of existential dread kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like this. I like this one. I put, yeah, I put that in there just because I'm like, I, mean, I I know it's, it's breaking news. Uh, what a scoop, whatever, whatever. Rip from I'm the not. headlines. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But, and by the time you hear this, like, you know, the aliens, will by the invaded. time you
0: hear this, they will have done nothing actually about it. But before we get to that, <laughs> It's uh it's another one of our big weeks coming up. Um, you can become a member of Relay FM. You can support our program by going to relay.fm/rd. And John, you have some prepared remarks here. I want to hear about this next challenge
1: because it's exciting. Yeah, this is not one of our extended episode weeks, although we may have a tiny extended thing at the end. Who knows? But uh, this this next uh, extended episode is going to require some participation from the listeners. And I didn't just want to put it in at the end of this episode, because Mm -hmm. if we only call out to the actual members to participate, they, they are mighty, but few. Uh, and there may not be That's a nice way to put it. You're, see, you're
0: smart. You're smart to do this at the top. This is, this is why the doc, if we reorganize this, will be even better, but
1: I agree with you. Uh, I'm calling on everybody who listens to the show to potentially participate in this thing that only members will get to hear. Because mm. to participate doesn't require you hearing the result. So mm. last uh, time we did a member special it was about each of us trying to find a song that we liked that we thought the other person would also like, and that turned out to be very challenging. But it also, went, I thought it went spectacularly well. Let's just let's spoil the ending. It went. <laughs> we we we
0: each found. <laughs> no, it worked as an exercise. I don't know if it became a source of uh, favorites for us, but I thought it was a great exercise. That's the point of the show, John.
1: And I, I have to say that, you know, so it's been a little while since then, little little follow up on the member extra on that previous episode, uh, of all the songs that were recommended, I would say I'm still, still exploring using various techniques, the using the songs that you recommended as a starting point, but I have to say that Super Love by Charlie XCX made it into my library and is in rotation now. That wasn't even one of your picks. It was one of your, like, bring out your dead round. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I heard that song and it was
0: immediately smitten. Um, you know, I, you know, uh, horseshoes and hand grenades, John, I think one of the interesting things was, and by the way, <laughs> if you become a member, you can listen to all of those episodes, but, um, I think, uh, by horseshoes and hand grenades rules, I
1: think we got pretty close. I agree. Except for Ben Folds and you were, you were, you were. But even that, that's not like, you know, fine, it's a swing and a miss, but still it's like in the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's the, what's the, what are we doing for next time? So the next time this occurred to us at the end of the episode, the next time we figured, uh, let's call on the listeners to send us suggestions for songs. And we will all listen to them. You and I will listen to them ahead of time, like just when, as they come in or whatever, and we'll be keeping track of the, of our favorite tracks and our least favorite tracks. And then we will convene next time we record to bring out what we thought are our favorites and our least favorites and see, you know, see what there is to see there. Um. So here's what you have to do. If you are a listener and you would like to participate in this, you need to tweet at us. It's at RecDiffs, R-E-C-D-I-F-F-S on Twitter. And you have to provide the following information. First, who is this recommendation for? It could be for me, for Merlin, or for both of us. It's up to you. Um, second, a Spotify or Apple Music link to the thing you're recommending or failing that, at least give us like the title, artist, and album or something else that we can find. Uh, and that's it. And anything you tweet uh, at that address, and explain who it's for, and give us the link, we will compile them all somewhere, and we will all listen to them. And then uh, next week's after show, we'll see what there is to see. And like I said, this goes out to anybody. Anybody can recommend, but of course, members will be the ones who hear the carnage. And I think I thought last week was fun too. I love um, podcast episodes that have bits of music shoved into them. I know, yeah. kind of like we we are both part of the. It's not a movement. Anyway, the, the podcasting that both of us do is exactly the opposite of the kind that has like a music bed under the whole episode or something. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Like we don't do that. But I do like when there's music in podcasts. Especially when people so, hold their
0: phone up to the microphone. Mm, or like yeah, you, you can so hear it in the room. So you, know, you hear the not room noise. So you like
1: that, the room tone. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah our, our editor Jen did a great job of inserting yeah. the the song snippets and since it's a member of episode and since it's a podcast uh and we're not subject to youtube's stupid automated algorithm we did not get pulled down for a copyright violation because guess what it's fair use it is fair use if no one can get to it it is it is exactly well, on the face first of, of all, it fair use i think it is fair use because we're talking about songs and playing clips of them but second of all youtube doesn't care <laughs> it doesn't, no, YouTube no, 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 doesn't no. know or care what fair use is it's like is that 1.7 seconds of a copyrighted song guess what our robots <laughs> took it down good luck i'm, I'm behind seven proxies
0: uh, and so uh-huh. uh, uh i, I was going to make a regular expressions joke but what we'll probably do like a google form type thing or a um,
1: do an if to 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 suck it into a spreadsheet i was going to do it the old fashioned way manually cuz i can't imagine it'll be that many recommendations if you know how to do an if to like this is the we're making the rules in the fly here do you do you know how to make all that work
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You. Yes you. You yeah, there. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, you, I'm sorry. I do, you, yes, I, I do that. Yes, I do
0: that. I'm sorry we can cut this out this is not important but hey, here's a neat thing. Um uh jeez, I don't know if they charge for this now. They're charging for stuff. I popped for a, a paid account, but yeah, if it's, it's a you can say if there's a tweet with the following usually you say hashtag um mm. then suck this into a row of the spreadsheet and it breaks it up into pieces um a hashtag would be if you could do like an ask upgrade but we don't want to make it too difficult if you're willing to do it
1: by hand we could try it but doesn't
0: matter doesn't matter it's on us
1: well so if, if it's going to do automated we do actually need a hashtag because otherwise what would you do just take every single ad rec diffs tweet and shove it into it It would be like almost 12 tweets yeah yeah I, I was planning on doing it manually but we should let's come up with a hashtag let's, okay here we go here we go no bad ideas yep uh, the uh, bounce sign song <laughs>
0: Uh, Uh, i'm bad at this yeah
1: that's hard to come up with a like see the hashtags have to
0: be well it doesn't have to be global how about just pound sign listen no it doesn't need to be unique it just needs to be so we're looking for it'll be for from our point of view anything to at rectifs with uh the hashtag you could say you know pound sign listen i don't know we're gonna try to be cute about it. it
1: all right i like it good if that oh. doesn't work,
0: we're going to cut all this Hashtag out. Hashtag
1: listen it. and at rectif somewhere in it. And then Merlin will maybe <sighs> possibly do some automation. But if not, I'll just you, do it all You tricked me. I walked right into it. You don't have to. You can bail on it. I'll do, I, my plan was to do it manually. And I will continue on that plan unless you tell me otherwise. I'll do it. I'll do it with pipes.
0: And I'll uh, control, uh, control some things out. We know how you love spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets. I'm all printed out on your bed sheets. D- hmm. Oh man, I'm going crazy with Airtable. Woof! You should see what I'm doing with Airtable. I'm out of control.
1: I'm leveling resources, John. It would blow your mind. I can always get that like, confused with Open Air. I actually interviewed at Open Air. I think Open, open Air. Open Air is that where you get a table for a restaurant? <sighs> no, this was before that. Is that what it was called? I Sounds always, Airtable, familiar. Airtable, Airtable is like spreadsheets in the cloud. Open air was, oh, was, is, I don't know, I going to look it up now.
0: But anyway, we will work it out, and if this needs to change, we'll fix it, I'll re-record something <laughs> if we need to, but it'll be fine. So send us your uh, stuff, and then um, I don't want to make myself do more work, but we'll probably compile that. Now, there will be, as far as I know, no way to steam the labels off, uh, off the record, so we will know what it is, but I don't
1: mind. I Oh yeah. Now the whole point is we're going to listen to it before we even convene. The only True. rule I would make between the two of us is that we should not tell each other anything about what we're thinking about the tracks before the episode. So don't say, oh, this one's a stinker. Oh, I think you like this one. We should just yeah. not, we should not convey our opinions to each other.
0: Well, A little peek behind part. the scenes. Uh, we've talked to each other about almost everything about this show because you won't allow it.
1: Well, i try okay. i try so hard to you,
0: make a you, high quality you know what show. i call I that
1: strategy you know what i call that it's, what it's do you call, call that coin. blue blue, uh, okay. blue sky blue sky yeah, ocean it's a coin i phrased i was about to say it's a, a phrase, phrase i coined okay you know, know that phrase what i call it save it for the show okay that's pretty good <laughs> i should i should use that you should i was thinking about that <laughs> i was thinking about that the other day in your uh i think i've called it a remix machine remix machine the lotto machine that thing with the ping pong balls where you you push the valve and one of them pops out that is your brain because the other day you were making, you mean
0: like, you mean like a bingo gotcha
1: <laughs> Yeah, you were making a, a joke on some show, and it, you are you were referencing a bit on this show or whatever, and you did the uh, no, you do that. Uh-huh. Some someone was telling you that they said someone else said you do that. You, you yeah. know that thing? No, you do that. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I do. I do and that. It, and it occurred to me to think for a moment. When did that start? And like all these things, you're like I mean, I don't know. I don't. Me I mean, of course, you don't know. I'm not asking you. I know you don't know. I was like, when? When did? Well, that I start mean, I can, more?
0: I can, I can trace it back to the. I, basically, it's like kind of running my finger along a scar um, <laughs> of mm-hmm. all my interactions with you. I can mm-hmm. emotionally remember what caused the damage. Um, it's just they all kind of run together after a while, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. It's like kind of like having a boss that hit you with a belt. All right, all right. Cut to the chase. What's the
1: origin? Oh.
0: Um, oh, I think it was just, you know, one of our exchanges and, uh, and I was accusing you of something and, and I don't, I don't honestly don't remember. I don't know.
1: Same. I don't know either, but I, my vague recollection is put, that it was put out a bounty, put out a bounty, like, like, like a lot of these things, like I just did with you for saving for the show. Um, what usually happens in these cases, especially when it's involving you is that somebody will say something and then you will take that thing and, and throw it reflected it back to them throw it back in their face with, with emphasis. I do that. I throw it back in their face. So you might have said something and then I would have said, no, you do that. And that was it. You were off to the races after that, because now anytime I did anything, you would come back on me with no, you do that. So I just did. <laughs> now, now it just lives in the gachapon. <laughs> and now it's, now it's doesn't, now it's like, yes, now it is, it is in the Merlin, the Merlin, uh, what I was going to say bit bucket, but that's a different thing. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a bucket of bits. It's not uh, a uh, oh, I see what you service there. that does okay. That's uh, good. Git hosting. Well, you yes. don't know about that bit bucket, but anyway. Yeah, I oh god, no, it's basically
0: I'm a, a human gist. I, I host it, and then you can uh, <laughs> g- get your commit with the pull. And it's pronounced, uh, then... it's
1: pronounced gist. Gist. <laughs> Oh, white BMW. I wonder how many people percentage wise, how many people see the the gists on, on uh GitHub and pronounce it the other way? Or Are you have being no serious? Idea. Is it
0: actually pronounced
1: gist? No, of course not, right? Oh, <laughs> but, Jesus. but But because but you and I know that because that we know it's a play on you get the gist of it. Get the it, gist, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But how many people don't know that? And therefore, as it's a 50-50 shot, they pronounce it the opposite way. Oh, you know, I finally threw in the towel to to, to slake the angry thirst of people like Casey.
0: I finally stopped saying the graphic interface format in the correct way because I'm so tired of being corrected by other people. I finally capitulated. You mean you stop stop
1: saying it the wrong way? No, I've always said it the right way. No, no. Okay. Right um, and wrong are are sort of defined by common usage. Mm-hmm. You could say, "Oh, here we the go." restrictive. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Marm. Anyway, you can, you can flip-flop on that, though, because nobody notices. If you just alternate 50% of the time, you literally do strict alternation, gif, 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 no yes. one will ever notice. Like it's Oh, like, not- uh,
0: like Alex does with talking about their partner. Always keeping it fun, kind of mixing it up
1: with nah, the quite different- the same, but similar. It's a lot.
0: It really is a lot the same. Um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, well, yeah. So anyway, it's just easier to, to go along, get along. I did, um, uh, I'll brag a little bit. Uh, we, I got a nice uh, unintentional compliment from my kid tonight mm-hmm. because I kind of dropped a Cyrano and was able to do probably four, and so we're not talking like, you know, Fred Willard level good. We're not talking like four dental jokes in 10 seconds, but I was able to rip off uh, about four puns on the word chip as we ate our Chipotle tonight was able to rip off about four
1: pretty good puns on chip you can't not say that word in the uh what is it the uh, sedaris style chipotle
0: (laughs) 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 fandango hobo Hobo camp
1: (laughs) you you already you heard it i can't not say it chipotle (laughs) you said it the the very first before i mentioned that you said it that way
0: of course i did i'm (laughs) hardwired And, and, uh, and she said, she looked at me a little bit exasperated and she's like, how do you, why do you do that so fast? And I said, oh, I don't know. I got to go take a chip. But, um,
1: it was, uh, you say it was practice a nice... kid practice. Well, no, no, I, I already did all my good ones. I'm not going to repeat. I'm not mm-hmm. a hack. Mm-hmm. Yep. You leave on the high note. That's it. George is out. <laughs> <laughs> should've, you should have was... stopped being a father. Then. <laughs> was, I not like, spo- all right.
0: was I not supposed to do that? Was that wrong? Unintentional, unintentional I gotta plead, I gotta plead, of my plead child. ignorance
1: here. <laughs> my time as a father is over I'm going out on a high note
0: oh yeah <laughs> um yeah 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 but you know it doesn't agree with me sometimes I yeah. like a Chipotle I like that I like that white queso sauce I said to my lady friend tonight I says to her I says I says you know I don't like that I like Chipotle but, but I do like Chipotle <laughs> This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Teamistry, which you can find wherever you uh, locate your finer podcasts. So Teamistry is a podcast that tells the stories of teams who work together in new and unexpected ways to achieve remarkable things. Each episode of Teamistry tells a story, and in each story you'll find practical lessons for your team and your business. This season, the show travels deep into the underwater caves of northern Thailand to discover how divers, medics, soldiers, and volunteers freed a group of trapped teenagers. I remember that. They explain how a world renowned watch company pitted their two factories against each other in an attempt to become the best watchmaker in the world. Uh, They find out how uh, Iceland went from having one of the biggest COVID 19 death rates in Scandinavia to an interesting example of how to deal with the virus. You can discover stories to entertain, packed with business cases you can actually use. And season two of Teamistry is out right now. It's hosted by award-winning documentary filmmaker Gabriella Copperthwaite, who is the director of Blackfish. Um, and I, I think you should check it out. Uh, I got a preview of uh, season two. You know, it's a crazy time right now. We're going through a lot of change. So maybe it's time for you to move a little bit of the furniture around. And here's some um, some fresh, interesting ideas about what other teams are doing? So, like I say, it's it's Teamistry. T A T E A M I S T R Y, and you can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Or, of course, you can find a link right in show notes for this episode of Reconcilable Differences. Go out and find yourself some season two of Teamistry. Our thanks to Teamistry for their support of Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM.
1: Do you have or did you have any relatives who? would habitually do i says to mabel i says
0: um i think that's more a bit that i picked up in my bit bucket um from probably television like slightly ethnic television characters
1: yeah i I think most people know it from simpsons but i I, my grandparents who Who does on simpsons uh babe no they had a bit where uh bart is doing it to lisa i think Uh um or you know, it's, it's funny because the kids are sounding like old people gossiping to each other. But I have little relatives uh, who did this habitually, which is why the first time I saw them in the Simpsons, I was dying because it's it very was, effective. Yeah, but but it it is like it's not a thing that they made up for the show. Is that no. The thing like, no, no, the no, real no, people no, no. did, and it was like,
0: you know, I, I come by a lot of my old person isms, honestly. Um, actually, you didn't ask, G R A N D M A. Let me see if I can find these. I used to have these things my grandmother used to say. Uh, I started collecting them at some point. I, I can already do a bunch of them. So the ones that aren't racist, I will share with you now. Yeah, um, I was gonna say. Meet me like you flied lice. We don't, we don't say so much anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, you got all this in heaven too. You've got, I wonder what the poor people are doing. Now, see, that one's <laughs> ironical because what mm-hmm. you're really saying mm-hmm. is, you know, we're, we're not rich people. But when we're having a fancy event... You might say all oh, this in heaven too, but you might open with a, with a. Uh, I wonder what the poor people are doing. Now my grandfather had a lot of those too. My grandfather had one where I still say a lot, which is when you go by and there's something, something happening, you go, Ooh, big doings.
1: But <laughs> did you, was this one of yours or this one of Roderick's or other? Those are your three choices. Yeah. Uh, Shucky Darn and Slop the Chickens. Was that you? That is John
0: Roderick quoting the, um, cartoon character Odie. Hmm. Oh, that's right. It was
1: Garfield. Okay. Well, so that, was, that would fall under other. Might have been, wait, it might, might have been Odie. It
0: might have been John. Do you remember? It well,
1: yeah, could have been Garfield. I, I'm just saying like it, you know, the, the comic strip Garfield. Yes. I don't remember which character.
0: Big fan. Big fan. Things my grandmother said. I got, I got to get these files organized. This is a mess. Was she a bless your heart or was that too too south for you? Uh, well, she was from Kentucky, but no, no. The, the usage of bless your heart to be the nearly English way of condescending, mm-hmm. I think of that as being more, I picked that up more in North Florida, South Georgia.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you have that at Atlanta? I'm sure we did, but I was unaware of it. I didn't really interact with humans during that phase of my life. <laughs> that's understandable. Um, I think that's
0: going to be, for, for our uh, people of our age that aren't from the South, it's going to be more like Rodney Dangerfield going, oh, it looks good on you. Mm-hmm. When you, we you say "bless your heart," you're like, "Oh, look at you trying."
1: You can just mm-hmm. wear anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's very, it's very English. It's very English in that in the, in the, the people who don't know wandering to the south hear that phrase and think, <laughs> right. "Oh, it's someone just being nice to me," whereas <laughs> it anyone who's native so nice. knows exactly what. It would be so nice if you weren't here. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So you know, the, I think we should do a shirt that says "You do that." That would be a good shirt i've heard but then you made the u in all caps and that, that turned me off i'm still i'm open to it but you know i don't
0: wait wait I'm, wait did i what so i already did a mock-up of this i did that
1: no you said su- you said su- you suggested this before remember i complained oh. that you put the you want to emphasize the u because you want to know oh, you do that right? right but you did to emphasize you did the u in all caps I'm like, oh, you can't do it in all caps that's well of course you in all caps maybe italics you, i don't know
0: you can't have italics
1: on a shirt john It's not well, why not? That. what happens you, 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 you you're doing, a you're doing a slab you doing a slab no, scoliosis, face. that's what it gives you. Sorry. Wrong.
0: Scol- scoliosis from, from carrying a slab? Or a serif? No,
1: from from having, uh, you know, slanty characters on your shirt.
0: Oh, wow. A little racist. Uh, also pretty bold of you. Mm-hmm. So, I could do puns, but I don't, because it, it is the lowest form of humor. It's a lower form of humor than fart jokes, which are awesome. mm mm-hmm. um, I see a lot of Mine eye Topic content this week, and I'm uh, pretty excited about it. Uh, are we going to start with the serious stuff? I guess we could.
1: Uh I want to start. I want to start. Let's, let's let's swap the order. I want to hear about your garage panopticon because that yes. was mentioned briefly on another podcast and then not delved into further, as far as I'm aware. And I need I need to know more. What aspect of it, uh, if I could ask, uh, what aspect of it interests you? Well, for, uh, <laughs> what the first, hell is going on? What am I doing? First, yeah, first, uh, I mean, I, I think I understand the problem, but it would be great if you could outline the problem scenario. And second, your the beginnings of your implementation of a solution, and then finally, third. How did that turn out? Okay.
0: Um, I think I can do this. Um, so prelude. Uh this is the overture. Uh the overture is that I am a I don't even know what to call it anymore. Smart home, home automation. I'm an enthusiast, I'm a hobbyist. This is a topic that's interested me. We have victim. topics vic, I'm a victim, the victim of circumstance and fashion. I'm sorry, is firing back, Chipotle. <laughs>
1: That you have Jerry to find out blank. For the show. So that's it you've said it too many times you have to find out for the show Jerry
0: blank is illiterate um I'm an enthusiast, and I used to be a much more um hmm, I was a less picky enthusiast. I was just giddy with what the stuff could do um you know, going so like the lady in a can uh all the different things, the hue devices, all that stuff. I'm very interested in that stuff, but uh, i won't I won't belabor this, but i've purchased used implemented a lot of that stuff one of the few things that's really stuck has been the philips hue family of products because we rent we can't rewire our house and i wish we could but um i've had good luck with the hue family of products and it works with lots of different things and there's not over much that it does to mess with your privacy um so there's all kinds of stuff like that there's the the voice devices i love that the google hub shows us photos uh all the time of our kid. It's really awesome. Um, One of the, I have to say, pound for pound, one of the less successful um, areas of this stuff for me has been cameras, like security cameras, home cameras, smart cameras, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Without going into too much embarrassing detail, I have uh, purchased, installed, and stopped using (laughs) many, many of these. Um, And so here's here's the problem. As this stuff has matured and as my A feeling of the fear has grown a little bit about what's happening with this stuff. I mean, I'm that guy. I've got an EFF sticker on my computer. Email John. It's just a thing I do. I put those on pretty much everything. Um, But there are times when I actually do want a camera. You would not have seen that beautiful bean footage of me struggling to get through the kill zone if it weren't for a video camera there. I do like that. I like that when we're away, we can see if something happened in this area, usually outside. But you know, long story short, I mean, a lot of these that I even kind of liked. And I'm not going to go into brand names, but let's just say that, like, even the like fairly standalone. Well, one would be Canary, which I was pretty happy with for a while. You have one for a
1: pet camera, right? Not a Canary. I have Nest cameras.
0: A Nest, okay. Nest and Canary. They were like, you know, I think as these things went, you know, among the better ones for a while, um, a lot of companies end up acquiring these, and the company that acquires these things, I'm not as crazy about. So. As with every step along the way, I end up having to like decide and then redecide how I feel in terms of the trade-off. Like everybody quit Google a few years ago. Nobody uses feedburner anymore. What's Gmail? Well, I think Gmail's worth it. I really I like Gmail. Um, it gives me a lot of value. I don't there probably are terrible things happening. Um, no way am I gonna go to Apple for my mail and calendar stuff. There's just no way. With that said, I'm I do have a little bit of a fear about some of these cameras and the companies that own them. Not a huge fear, but it does factor into me deciding if I want this thing in my house at all, even if it's just pointing outside. Right. So I'm not a nut about it, but now let's just take that and 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 just to pivot further. Uh the functionality of a lot of these things is like pretty, pretty lame. Some of them like partially. Supports secure uh, video in HomeKit, other things very well, other things not at all. If you use this for HomeKit, you lose a lot of the functionality in the native app. It's actually better than HomeKit. Surprise, surprise. But what I end up with, this is getting to the point of the Panopticon, what I've ended up with is some banker's boxes that have a whole bunch of smart home stuff in it that I'm not comfortable is giving me enough value in return for the hassle and the potential risk. So as a prelude, does that make sense? Sure does. Okay, so that brings us to three weeks ago, a month ago. And I go downstairs uh, to to take some trash down. And I got the big uh uh-oh, which is like the annual, hmm, I wonder what caused that in the garage. There's a hole in a garbage bag. And then there's a whole bunch of like little chewed up plastic bits next to it. The same kind of plastic bits that I see when a critter has nod through, like, the, like a garden hose, like, to get into a room or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you get that like, kind of, like, pile of plastic. And I was like, uh-oh, Piscatios. I don't want to have rodents down here. I realize we should be kind to all of the critters on the Ark, but they are gross. They poop on things, and I don't want the family living there because eventually it will make its way up to our house. Side note in passing. As is probably the case in many cities across America right now, the uh, cutback in service and openings at various restaurants, um, things like droughts and stuff like that, there's been a, a big leap in where critters are going outside of their usually well-stocked buffet of restaurant dumpsters or just restaurants, right? So basically, there's a lot of rodents, and when I say critters, I mean really anything. It's also this is true, I think, for probably for possums, probably true for raccoons, uh, for mice and rats. It's like there's, there's less water out there for them. There's way less food out there. So the buzz for a while has been that they are more and more moving into like residential areas that they normally would have thought, I guess, were
1: too risky. There's a question for you about your, your fancy San Francisco. So in where I live, it's basically accepted that literally every single building that is not a freestanding standalone house has rodents in everything mm-hmm. with apartments, townhouses, flats, whatever you want to call them. All of them have rodents. You, you in just them maybe one. not it's like roaches in Florida. You, you see a few,
0: maybe sometimes, but that
1: there's way right. more yeah, that you're not seeing. It doesn't mean that you see them, and it doesn't mean they're even necessarily in the living spaces. But there are yeah. rodent families that live there, usually in the garage areas, around the back, Walls. or whatever. And, and yeah. if you are unfortunate enough to have a breach of some kind, that yes, they can get into the thing. But even if you get them out of your living space. They're there. They're just, quote-unquote, outside in the, you know, underneath the stairs in the front stoop or in the garage area. The, non, the non-working the non residents part. But, right. I mean, I don't know if this is
0: true. The rule of thumb I heard is, like, for mice that the size of a dime basically that if their head can fit through it their little squishy body can make it all the way in and who yeah. knows they might bring some friends and I don't I don't mind them passing
1: through, but I don't want them setting up residence, right. in my residence. Well, well that's that's what it means like you know it most garages do not seal to that level and nope. or, or are occasionally open and so once the mice can get in there, then they do that now you, you you saying that okay, now I saw signs of a mouse in my garage makes me think that normally you don't see signs of rodents in your garage good point what I, what I will see for
0: sure. And boy, do I ever hate this. Is when I need to get a box off a shelf. Like, it could be Christmas stuff, recently Uh, Halloween stuff. The turds. Oh my god, so many turds, and you're
1: like, oh my god! It's the same where you are as it is anywhere. That the mice are always Probably. there. It's just that, that you don't see them or have to deal with them. You consider it. See, a John,
0: I think I think they come. They might come in waves.
1: I mean, I, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't think they permanently reside in there. I mean, their poop doesn't go anywhere. Once they put it there, it's not going anywhere until you need that thing on the top shelf. I don't have any way of knowing unless I set up a camera. I don't know where the
0: poop goes. Mm-hmm.
1: Now we now we can. Where's a it?
0: way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... Anyway, this is a very long-winded way because the the, the the setup to what makes this fun for me was well, not fun because, and of course, I'm going to try and save my family from all this aggravation. I'm not going to tell my kid we may be having a visitor because mm-hmm. then she's never going to want to go in the garage again. So she don't teach her about mice at home; she's going to learn about it on the streets. I just wanted to do it here where it's safe. I'm mm-hmm. a fun mom. I'm like uh, Amy Sedaris. I'm fun. Mm-hmm. And so I thought to myself, I thought, um, hmm, well, I would and listen shut up. Don't email me. I know. I know there's, we're supposed to go and like get it an associate's degree and a hot meal and don't ever use a mean trap. Okay, fine, or, fine, Or fine.
1: I didn't, I don't think those people are going to say. That's as you what, go into oh, your you solution, get so much email about this, John. Oh there's going to be, that's one branch. But the other branch is, look, you want to get, I'm, I'm cutting to the chase here. You want to get rid of a mouse, right? Yeah. And most people's first move would not be to do what you're about to describe. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Go ahead. Well, and, and the thing is, before
0: you email me, which you are banned from doing, um, I don't want to have to
1: resort to violent tactics. Mm-hmm. Although I'm good at that. And I'm Do you I'm think effective. about separating the mouse from its children and maybe it would deter it from coming?
0: What a day. Um, my, <laughs> Topical. So, here's my thought. I, uh, I did this little, like, Basil faulty like, smacking my hands together because, like, I've got it. I'm going to get the banker's box. I'm going to take out a bunch of these crappy cameras that I would not trust to be in my hallway. And I'm going to create a mouse panopticon in the garage area. And, uh, and so that's, that's what I did. And I iterated it. And I, with the goal of tracking Mm -hmm. the movements of these so far one known mouse
1: Mm
0: -hmm. with a goal of discovering means of entry and egress that will allow me to get slightly better at, as they say, uh, my friend Chris's uh, dad used to say, you lock the screen door to keep the honest people honest, right? I just want to discover if it's there's like... going to give the honest mice honest. Honest mice honest. That's a good title. And so uh, that was my goal. My goal was to set that up and then have it run, uh, obviously, you know, during the night. But it was also fun, as I mentioned to Dan Benjamin, I thought this was also fun because, yeah, it's it's hilarious that all of this Costly and <laughs> largely untrusted equipment that I would not allow in my residence of my residence could be put to use for a panopticon, and it ends up being a kind of interesting stress test. I don't know, just test. It's an interesting test of these devices. Who? Well, we named him Fraser, which you should never do. Never, never name a pest. <laughs> but hmm, tracking Fraser. It's a terrific independent film with uh, Keanu Reeves, I believe. The idea is I want the panopticon to give me um, an idea where to start looking for fraser's entry and exit okay and now the iteration becomes aha when Fraser appears then I go back I look at what seems like a promising place I can deploy a small wireless camera that I would never have in my residence to just this one area and see if I can start figuring this out and so that's at the
1: point where you became aware of the panopticon that's that's where it uh that's where we left it have you any questions the thing that occurs to me is, is that the goal of this to find out from whence this mouse comes like, I think the assumption is that it doesn't live in your garage, like permanently, that it that it's, that it's outside your garage that just travels to your garage to dine, but then leaves. What makes you think that this mouse doesn't just live in your garage and have a little mouse apartment complex going on? That is a perspicacious question. Um, the evidence for me
0: was, that like i say that that at first you know my wife thought it might be like a you know like a raccoon i was like no way it's not a raccoon but i mean because there was a small enough hole with little nibbles that i was like i'm pretty sure it's some kind of a rodent and then <clears throat> but the the way this was kind of proven out was i sort of slowly rolled in the panopticon a few pieces at a time as i was able to get it reset up because as you know john it's really fun to set up these devices and apps it's it's really a lot of fun. Um, and I had to change a bunch of settings because obviously I want it to be running all the time rather than be geofenced, et cetera, et cetera. But I was just kind of, I was excited that this could be a fun, you know me, I like a project. And I also thought it'd be a fun use for all this technology that's just going to waste right now. But uh, to your point, um, the, the Panopticon of Fraser is undertaken. And I want to say on the first night that it was all set up, there's a lot of activity one animal. And this made me sad. Fraser was mostly seeking water. Frazier was looking for places that I think that there was water. And, uh, but that was interesting. I think for a couple nights, there was a lot of activity. I'd have to go back and look, but, but then crazy thing happened. No Fraser for like five nights. And, and you got to understand here, we're talking about, let's say, let's put it this way. This is, we're talking about more than four cameras, We're talking about several cameras from several angles, different levels of effectiveness. But I knew enough from the first couple nights to see that this camera and that camera are sensitive enough to capture. If there is something happening, they're going to capture it. It'll like the in the case of one of these, you get like this sort of (laughs) kind of upsetting like a bullseye, like draws a rectangle to show where the thing is moving. (laughs) And um, no, but I was able to see that, yeah, Fraser came, Fraser presumably went. But I, well, I couldn't see quite well enough where Fraser went. But um, then nothing happened. I think in one case for over a week, and then all of a sudden Fraser's back. And again, it proves out in the sense that oh yeah, Fraser was captured on at least two or three cameras. It wasn't missed. If Fraser was in anywhere in this giant area, it would be captured. Also, then I thought, okay. Frazier might be coming from this area, so I move another small wireless cam over to that area, test it out, and it was. Uh, it, if Frazier's living there, he's got takeout. Like it's, you know, it's. It seems to be a pop in. I wonder if it's sort of like mouse trick or treating, where you just go from house to house on a periodic basis, almost the way like you, you know, uh, check a car door to see if it's unlocked.
1: But yeah, no, yeah, I, I th- it that could raises be the, the question. Speaking of trick or yeah. treating, uh, is it the same mouse every time? I can't prove it. I can't prove it. I, I tried mean, to do the Gribble, Dale
0: Gribble thing, you know, where it drags his testicles around with urine. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used, of course, because of some pre- <laughs> a previous Two <Do> by Friday <laughs> challenge, mm-hmm. I do have a light that will let me see if if balls have been dragging urine around. Um, I have to say though, like it's it's either. <laughs> It's, it's, very, a it's a very nuts. clean mouse. It's a very he's a clean old man. It's not solved, but it's not dire. So Frasier has not made an appearance for a while. One thing that's cool, though, again, with some of these apps or some of these um, cameras. The best one so far, if you need to pick the Arlo. Um, the the, Arlo, tracking <laughs> the most. Arlo Pro is good. And it works under really uh, all kinds of different conditions. You can do fancy stuff like Stream 2K. You can have it zoom and follow. You can have it do all of that stuff. (laughs) Enhance, enhance. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure sure what's next. I don't, but you know, honestly, I mean, I I don't mean to like mouse virtue signal, but I'd rather not do something nasty to the mouse. I'd rather figure out what I can do. But John, John, I'm telling you, life is a herald. We keep coming back to the previous themes. We're back to trust your mechanic. Because when you call somebody to fix your oven, they're really there to break your oven. Right. When you call somebody to get rid of a pest, as I've learned in the past, you really learn you're just in for a lecture on what you must do differently and must buy. People don't fix furnaces. They replace furnaces. And so when you call a, a pest person, they come out. Oh, ditto. Snake in the drain. Snake in the drain. Oh, you're going to have that's terracotta in there. you got to redo all that. I'll tell my landlord. So anyway, um, I would call a pest man or pest person. But, you know, I know I'm just going to get some, some dumb lecture about how to live my life differently.
1: It's like going to a doctor. Like, why bother? Well, last time we had a pest uh, issue, I took it upon myself to buy the things that the last pest person put in our house. Oh, smart. Uh, and, uh, and they're very cheap when you buy them in bulk. And so I have a lot of them now.
0: These are, these are humane. No. Nope. Uh, sort of like, sort of like with the not focus in, right? This little mouse, not, mice not at a humane desk. humane at all. john mine is not mine is not humane Mine, not Uh, humane went into four separate paper bags slathered with peanut butter and fraser has shown zero interest i think he's too
1: smart for that and now i admire him if this isn't the same as i have to think that as you're setting up uh you know wired and wireless uh you know video network connected video cameras that just picturing the word acme written on the side of every box that you are slowly unpacking (laughs) (laughs) this is the most wily coyote approach i've ever seen to dealing with a mouse is like okay we've got a mouse now you know for centuries people have set out traps or used cats but have you considered multiple video cameras Will that kill the mouse? Well, no, but I'll I'll, I'll be able to see. I can't win. John, I have
0: demanded that no one email me about this. I can promise you there will be people. And here's what they're going to say. They're going to say, hi, Merlin. I know you said not to email you Mm -hmm. or I'd be banned, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to email you anyway. It's so important that you not use this only effective solution for getting rid of this. Instead, you should try to persuade it. You should offer it a jobs program, or maybe some nicer, uh, nicer uh, wait, wait a breaks. second.
1: I, I I forget with all of your stupid, ugly, bearded dragon crap, but you have a cat. You have a cat. I mean, oh, John. I mean, the cat doesn't have teeth. I guess. Bless That's your bad. heart. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz break. <What> they-
0: <laughs> this episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Burrow. You can learn more about Burrow right now by visiting burrow.com slash diffs. Hey, you know, now that summer's a distant memory, we're all getting ready to spend more time indoors. Please, please spend more time indoors. The good news is that Burrow is here for you, as always, to help you make the most of your home. From their award-winning modular sofas and sectionals to the rest of their living room furniture, whatever you need to make yourself at home, Burrow has it. Burrow's Nomad Collection is practical and adaptable you can assemble a sofa by yourself. I know I've done it. You don't need any tools or help. You can just do it in minutes and they offer features you simply will not find at big box furniture stores or even most other sofas that you can get online. Like, a, you know, can I just say a built-in USB charger? Pretty cool. Both the all new velvet and the classic fabric are made from durable materials that resist stains and scratches, making them safe for families and pets. There are over 23,000 23, custom options to create your perfect sofa. You can pick from three arm styles, six leg styles. You can add uh, an ergonomic bolster or lumbar, lumbar cushions. Wow, I didn't know about that. Not to mention the size and uh, shape of your seating. You, you can even attach a, a chaise lounge uh, to any seat, or you can go with a floating ottoman. We did that. We went with the floating ottoman. We never looked back. The cat sleeps on it a lot, but then we, we make her leave when we want to put our feet up. She's just a cat. There are now five glamorous shades of performance velvet to choose from. Performance velvet. Burrow makes uh, so much more than sofas. From uh, clever, storage-focused coffee tables to modular, easy-to-hang wall shelves, Burrow has everything to outfit your living room. You can check out the newly launched credenzas and benches in different styles. Jiminy, these folks are growing fast. When I went and bought my couch from them, I mean, it was really mostly couches. Uh, You know, uh, you can go for classic mid-century details, or you can... Prioritize functional storage, and it really is a true story. I feel like getting getting a couch uh, is a journey. It's not fun, you know. My lady and I have been looking for a couch for years, and we and we ended up going with a burrow um, before they were a sponsor with my own money, well, our own money, you know, money, and, and we got a burrow. And I put it together, and I was uh, sitting on it as recently as this morning, as I enjoyed a, a meal with my daughter, you know, and we we watched watched some old cartoons. It was nice. And Burrow was there for me. Big fan. As always, every single Burrow order includes fast and free shipping, which can often run over $100 with other furniture brands. Wow, that's a lot. And right now, you can save an extra $75 by going to burrow.com diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S, burrow.com diffs for $75 off. You know, treat yourself. Get yourself a couch, you know, and watch some old cartoons with somebody. It'll make you happy. It's a thing you can sit on. It's Burrow. Our thanks to Burrow for their support of Reconcilable Differences and all of
1: Relay FM. <laughs> the cat could, could put down some very cold pee that that mouse would not. Oh, God, down, yeah. it's
0: so cold. It's so cold. It's so wet. We are, we're doing new technology for that now. Anyway, um, yeah,
1: so uh, that's the name of that tune. So no no progress. You just it doesn't come. Oh, back so we're that still often? doing this. You don't. Uh, no, you don't I know check wh- in.
0: I sometimes I wake up in the morning. <laughs> Carmen says one boy in here. There are two. Sometimes I wake up in the morning. Da 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 da. And there's nothing. No red badges. No red. And then mm. other days, numerous, numerous double digit red badges. That tells me Fraser's looking for a nosh.
1: I mean, I feel like this. I feel like this. This can't stay this way. Well right. what 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 am I
0: to do given that I'm so humane and I'm such mm-hmm. a I'm such a, an advocate for
1: for rodent rights? Mm, I mean I don't, I mean I don't know. I mean now now it's like knowing is half the battle, but there's another half to the battle too, right? I'll 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 I'll, I'll give you more data on this. All when right. we're not so doing I'm concerned the, the I'm the concerned show. that all you've done is add hmm. add to part of your morning routine to be check up on the activities of the rodents in the garage. Should I throw on my phone? Right, no, I'm saying like now that now that's part of your day now. It's like, okay, well, I woke up. Let's. I gotta stay know, busy. I mean, what else am I gonna do? I mean, right? I all right, all right. It's I a guess, it's a pro I mean, it's a project. You understand? It, it sure is. It sure is.
0: We should. You know what? I'm adding that to the list. I'm gonna can add you, a list. of you know Mer- Merlin's this? projects.
1: <laughs> you know what you can do because now you have. <laughs> I don't, John. I really you don't. have all this beautiful rodent footage. <laughs> <laughs> you, you <laughs> to can, make an independent film. <laughs> Just roll that beautiful rodent footage. yeah, <laughs> uh, you, know, you could be posting this on Twitter. Every you could make a Twitter dedicated Twitter account like for a Frasier, Frasier the mouse. <laughs> Anytime you get some red blips, I want to see the Frasier footage every day, and then we could all be doing what you're doing, which is every morning wake up, check the Frasier footage, and see see what. Oh, the you mouse know, I'd love that is my wife. She would love that. Yeah, you could make little little castles out of uh, out of paper towel tubes. Oh, that would be for sweet, Frasier. Yeah, yeah, like a Toy it Story just... type situation. Yeah, that'd be great. We could just run around in them. I can invite its friends. You could have have little wheels to run in. You can't
0: just go off focusing. <laughs> the Minnesota Specological Protocol. Why am I referencing the Simpsons so much? No one cares. I love when they sit at their desks. They're so cute. Okay. Uh do we want to do this? Um, we're gonna do a quickie here on uh
1: on uh Palo Alto, East Palo Alto uh, activities today. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, do you, I want don't know if you had anything to say about this. Like, so yeah. this, the the quickie, the news is that like as we we're recording this, like an hour or two ago or whatever, midday, they were like, Facebook bans QAnon, right? Well, what, else, we, ha- what we, else happened today?
0: Uh, well, I mean, apart
1: from all those things, what else happened that
0: would be of interest to people who are stakeholders at Facebook? Oh, the the uh, what do you call it, the congressional uh, committee thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't follow this stuff, but like apparently there was a big report today from Congress about. The bad doings of uh, all the companies,
1: yeah. you uh, you're get what you're getting at is the narrative of they they drop this ban right after that thing comes out to distract from it or whatever, well,
0: I mean, okay, it's my understanding. oh God, who cares? It's computers, guys move on. Mm-hmm. but like supposedly, they um put out some kind of a, a big report today about boo, uh, App- apple, facebook, Google, Amazon. Like they're all very mm-hmm. bad and they're destroying America, but you need Facebook for your work, so you're forgiven. But is it mostly about antitrust, or is it about like what is it, or uh, like anti-competitive things? What what is the nature of what was reported today? I'm not going to look it up.
1: I mean, if you were to, I didn't read it's like 400 pages, so I didn't read through all of them, but I looked at some stories. I'll wait for the, the Vox excerpts. explainer. Yeah, exactly right. I, I read some some summaries, but it's it's nothing that anyone who is into technology doesn't already know. But it was just sort of a reiteration of everyone's complaints about all the things that the companies you listed do that annoy people, but that they're able to get away with. So
0: that could be stuff because... like Apple in the app store. It could mm-hmm. be stuff like what Amazon and like competition things.
1: And fa- Facebook, Facebook and ruining advertising. Right? Right. Yeah. And, and Google and you know, the same things, the app store, their marketplace, looking at search results, search ads, like it's all the, any complaint that anyone's ever had about a technology company. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of suggested possible remedies saying, you know, we should do this, we should do that. It's, it's a lot of stuff like it's not I I mean, I don't think Facebook did this as a reaction to that. Maybe the timing hmm. is a coincidence, but I think it's going to take a while for that congressional thing to result in anything if it ever does. Right. It, it is good hmm. to see the report saying like, oh, here's a bunch of stuff that, you know, people who are super into the tech industry already knew, but maybe regular people didn't. And we had a bunch of smart people write a big long book report about it. And it seems to be, for the most part, fairly accurate giving
0: Well, especially because now it's not just the, so like when these, when some of the hearings that I believe preceded this were happening, we all had a good laugh about how silly, you know, I think you, especially on ATP, you had a, I think a memorable quote about, you know, don't they have people who can prepare them? Don't they have people Mm -hmm. who can say, get focused, let's, let's, let's parcel out who's going to talk about which thing and no, I don't want you to ask why your grandchildren don't answer your messages on Facebook. I mm-hmm. want you to talk about what is being done, what is being done to support the people who have to find child porn. What is being, you know, all the different things. Let, let's break up this the jobs and let's stay focused on what it is we're trying to do. But instead, and again, I'm just echoing you you and your your co-hosts here, but it was such a mess because clearly these most of these folks had no idea what they were talking about. The people who sounded like they knew what they were talking about had were basically pantomiming. But all along the way, it was just this, It was, they were just feeding the base, just trying to please the people. Like, how come, how come Mr. Trump, sir, is not appearing at the top of every list or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, this is something anybody who knows the thing knows, which is there are really smart people working on Capitol Hill. Um, and For the Democrats. hmm, But they are (laughs) smart people. They may be politic but they are smart people and they do have the ability to work with other smart people that maybe are their assistants. And like, you know what, we could make this like three kids in a trench coat thing where, yeah, you get to be the head, uh, congressman, but the ones upon whose shoulders you stand do kind of actually know what's going on. We can make you look smart if you'll let us. Um, anyhow, but, um, so face, so let's, let's, I'm going to problematize what you said a little bit. What is it that Facebook said? Facebook said that they are their plan announced today, during the business day, was that they were going to ban all QAnon groups, groups associated with QAnon, and it's my understanding, so they basically they made an announcement. Now, in fairness, and I, I haven't followed this in the evening, but last I heard was what one person described as a bloodbath of they are going through, and apparently they could have done this all along is that they're going through and something like, they started out with something like 200 groups, don't quote me on this, but um, the, yeah, basically a ton of QAnon groups got taken down. So on the one hand, okay, yay, you made an announcement. B, you started working on the problem. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that particular guy and say, what took you so long? Um, but it was when their feet was to the fire that they made a big public gesture about this. And I'll be the 11 millionth person on the internet to say the devil is in the details. Because like Fraser, these groups are going to pop back up with different funny names. So what, what do you say? You say, oh, Boogaloo, Proud Boys—that's not the same as QAnon. They're good, right? So how are you going to what? What resources will you dedicate or reallocate to making sure that they stay gone? Is is kind of my concern right now. And people know people know what QAnon is, right? We don't need to say that, right?
1: Yes. Let's please not explain. It.
0: QAnon. QAnon has a has a constellation of Ridiculous theories that mostly started out with Pizzagate. You can hear a friend of the show, Will Summer, come on Due by Friday to talk about this. It was very good. But basically, QAnon is just this wackadoo idea that Mr. Trump, sir, is going to arrest all the Democrats for um, suck, sucking adrenochrome out of children and eating, eating the remaining husk like some kind of great Baron Harkonnen. And that everything you see is part of Mr. Trump's big um, program. For example, did you know that he was not actually at uh, Walter Reed because of quote-unquote COVID? The COVID was cover so that he could go out and personally start arresting people. Were you aware of that? I try not to keep up with the wackos.
1: And it's not good. So, I mean, what's your take on it? Uh, well, so what, I wanted to, what I wanted to ask you, although I think you've already sort of answered it indirectly, was, you know, very often on programs like this and on other ones that feature exasperated Merlin um and exasperated me uh we moan about facebook like oh but but an indirect kind of like oh just can you believe facebook oh they're so bad we hate them so much blah 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 but it's kind of in the sort of we all agree we all feel put upon by this dark force in our lives we never get to the point where it says yeah but how would you fix it what what's what are they not doing that they should be doing or what are they doing that they should stop doing how how should things change and i feel like Mm -hmm. because on, yeah. on podcasts where we all talk about this, we just sort of like, there's, it's the unspoken assumption that we all kind of agree on what the solution is. It's interesting to me when Facebook does something like this to see, is this what we were all thinking? Like, how, like, how do you feel about Facebook banning QAnon? And based on what you just said, I, what I'm going to surmise is, because you jumped right to, uh, here's how... Facebook's announcement of a supposed ban on QAnon might not actually be a ban on QAnon and it's actually hard to stamp them out. And it was like sort of explaining how, yeah, they say they're doing this thing, which I implicitly agree is a reasonable thing to do, but I think they're going to screw it up and that's bad. Like they're not going to do a good job, whether intentionally or not. And so I'm still upset about Facebook because they're not doing it, which, which says to me that uh, if you had a magic switch, is said, Hey, should Facebook ban QAnon? You would say yes. Is that correct? I mean, gosh, where do I begin? There's so many
0: levels to this. One of them is like, once again, like it falls upon us to be, well, and I understand you're doing it as an exercise, which is fine, but I'm really tired of it falling upon us to be the one who fixes somebody else, somebody else's problem that they not only created, but continue to benefit from. And that we're considered to be, we're supposed to take everything they say very credulously, because obviously these are, these are grown people who are really smart. And after Mm -hmm. all, they are in Silicon Valley, so they must be good. Um, that it's frustrating to me that like it's like you know it, it, we're just constantly being we're, we're just constantly expected to go okay so what would you do well what i would do mm-hmm. is not let this thing ever get this out of control so okay so so here's one our um the current resident of the white house likes to talk about nobody's ever done more to help with the problem of covid you know he shut off China very early. There would be millions dead now, even one is too many we We can all sing along. We all know the karaoke of pain that we 've lived through. but he just keeps falling back to this idea that just because you know Joe Biden called him uh, a xenophobe that that 's called xenophobe that 's the word. They called him a xenophobe because he wanted to ban China, but then he banned China and he ended up saving the thousands, really probably millions of lives. He says it over and over and over um and it's like when we say no, but like but like today, dude, Stephen Miller has COVID. They interview. They interview one of the press people at the White House. One of the remaining press people at the White House today. And he says, "We said we have it under control. We know what to do. We've learned a lot here, and we have procedures in place." How do you argue with that? How do How do you argue with somebody who's saying something that disingenuous? And now you sound like the asshole, or I sound like the asshole for going like, "Sorry, Jim." Like, no, you're you are you are serially dishonest and misleading about this in a way that's not fair. Two more quick points. Just because I took out the trash on Christmas Day in 2018 it doesn't mean I'm done with trash. I have to take the trash out every night to get it to the can, and every Monday I have to get those cans to the curb. I do not get extra credit for doing it super well once two or three years ago, right? That's the problem. Doing this, doing this thing once in this place where you can just I don't know, just just take a dump wherever it suits you and call it a group, I guess. You could make it private. I don't see any of this because I'm not on Facebook, but I hear it's real bad. That You can't just take out the trash once. You have to put the resources into it. And then finally, from my file of quotes to get right. A quote from Upton Sinclair, from I Candidate for Governor, and How I Got Licked, 1935. I used to say to our audiences, it is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends upon his not understanding it. I don't know a better way to put it. They do not benefit from people using Facebook better and less. There's never going to be a day that the guy who's selling you the cup of salt water says, hey, you sure you want to keep doing that? Like, they are not in a position to be taken seriously as somebody who's trying to help. They have had a role in doing some execrable stuff. Did you watch the BBC4 piece on targeting uh, voters through Facebook? Uh, No, but I read about it. Man, it's really something and that would not have been possible without our friends at Cambridge Analytica and our friends at Facebook, you would not have been able to target somebody at an address with a given personality type. And did I mention race to suppress their vote to the exclusion of the person whose vote you're trying to encourage over here without something like Facebook. And I think it's, I find it, I find it so frustrating that like, you know, I'm not saying you're saying this, but I do feel like they're like, especially amongst the, I need Facebook for my work crowd. Really? I mean, seriously, like, do you have any idea what role this is having having in making everyone in your family completely insane? And like, we're expected to be the ones who are like, they're like, oh, yeah, file a bug. Mm, Yeah. uh, Could you please do something about the single, according to federal authorities, the single biggest threat internally to our democracy right now is white supremacist violence, not white supremacist thought violence. It is an impending civil war that is being afforded by Mark Mark. Zuckerberg's company, and it sickens me that we're still playing lawyer ball, trying to get
1: them to say, "Okay, yeah, I guess we could do better at that." I think it's kind of gets back to something I was talking about on ATP, of like you mentioned the the Evan Sinclair thing, but like I don't accept the premise that what they're doing is the best for their paycheck, right? Like, like a lot of people are. A lot of people are willing to accept that like, okay, so they're doing this bad thing and the reason they're doing it is because it, you know, their paycheck depends on it. It makes them more money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a short-sighted and probably actually incorrect view. The thing that I think would be better financially, power-wise, success-wise for companies like Facebook or that are in the business that Facebook's or Twitter for that matter, any kind of social networking thing, mm-hmm. is to do pretty much the opposite of what they're doing now, which is like you said, never let it get this bad in the first place. Like have a tremendously heavier hand from day zero in governing what happens on their platform. Now there are, there's a whole host of reasons why they don't do that. But what I'm basing this opinion on is my experiences with other communities that are obviously much smaller than Facebook. Of various types, whether they be web bulletin boards or Usenet groups or mailing lists or anything sort of, you know, the campus mailing lists when I was back in college, like s- social networking. We didn't have the word for it back then, but just a bunch of people getting together around a common topic. Like a, vir- a virtual community. Yeah, exactly. Using whatever the medium of the day is, like I said, news groups, web bulletin boards, whatever, chat. Um, how How do those go badly? And how do those like thrive and be successful and in general in my experience and i think the experience of the entire internet has shown if you take a hands-off attitude to any virtual community it devolves into madness entropy wins yeah right like that that model will always lead to entropy and when it devolves and everything is just completely chaotic and terrible a couple things happen one that's not a community that people super enjoy anymore and two is the good less valuable <laughs> it's 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 less valuable as a as a commodity in any form to everyone right mm-hmm. because it's such an unpleasant terrible chaotic place it still has some value especially if it's a big community and you can throw ads in there and, and make it even more unpleasant or whatever but in general that kind of community is less valuable than a community that has been ruled with an iron fist from day one to say, keep out jerks. Right. Um, and I understand the thinking and the, the silly sort of Silicon Valley thinking of like, well, if you keep out the jerks, jerks turn out to be more than half the population. And so you're already limiting your potential size. And by the way, also, also, I really jerks, think, also jerks post and read more. Yeah. Well, I see that's, I don't even think that's true because if you have really? a community that, that, is, that is protective and engaging, many more people feel safe to participate mm. instead of just the five jerks. You know what I mean? Like you get the thousand. Yeah. I mean, nice I don't mean people, to put such right? a
0: spin on the word jerk, but I'm saying like the Facebook, the I, it's it's not a secret that people who are hot about conservative politics. Well, let's let's take it even a step further. People who are angry about something are much more likely to share it than people who are happy about something. And and if you're really fired up about this conspiracy theory that Hillary Clinton is is sucking adrenochrome out of uh, toddlers. That's a very hot message that you're going to really, I won't call them a jerk, although I might think that, but like they're much more motivated to participate very heavily in that than somebody who's just there to exchange recipes.
1: But but the prerequisite for that whole dynamic to start, for that crank to start turning is you have to arrange the gears and crank such that that works. And that means... Hmm. You know, all, all the algorithms based on engagement and all the other stuff. And, and it all kind of comes back to the whole well, if I ban jerks, how, that's not fair. That's a thought crime. Everyone should be free to say whoever they want, free speech, man, even though we're not the government, right? Yeah. As yeah. opposed to the knitting group where no one is allowed to say anything mean to anyone ever. And there's a special rule banning discussion of this particular needle brand because every time this needle brand comes up everyone just has to do a fight about it and so if you ever mention it at all you immediately get redirected to the FAQ and if you mention it a second time you're banned from the group right and like oh what a what a terrible totalitarian state that is and yet that web bulletin board with those rules for those knitters becomes the most popular welcoming fun useful place for knitters to be and in fact more valuable to advertisers because you know your thing won't get lost in the noise of a bazillion people and it has huge participation because instead of the five people who are super angry about one kind of knitting needle posting a thousand messages it says five thousand people posting one message and everybody well, feels safe uh, and, and unless a- they're getting a bunch of
0: ads from that one knitting needle company because they want to be able to, like, call it an ad, when actually they're going to be sucking down your data about how old you are and, like, who you voted for.
1: Yeah, and then the second angle of this advertising is accepting that that's the only way to fund this, obviously, you know... And by the... advertising, we mean spyware. Yeah, but but the, the whole idea is like, well, you need the eyeballs, and to get the mm-hmm. eyeballs, you can't charge people money, because the second you charge people a cent of money... Again, let's look at communities that may have worked and may have not have worked. The, the whole... Look, was look a meta... spam. If spam cost a penny, it would go away. Yeah. What is the, the Metafilter thing, where they charge you, like, some nominal fee yeah. just to... And that paid you, that paid for the mods who could come in, tap you on the shoulder, and
0: say, "Look, yellow card. Take your five bucks. Like yellow card. Like dial it down. But also red
1: card. Here's your five bucks back. Bye." Yeah, and and I feel like that model is like, well, you can't do that because think of how, how that will stop your growth. That the VC's doing the discourse, right? John. Right, but but I feel like that model of having communities that have rules and conventions. I mean, if you want to take it to the extreme, like actual society. Best case scenario has rules and conventions that govern it above and beyond like laws like don't kill each other. Actual just plain society has rules about how to behave in public that makes the world work. If if there were no norms and if if the actual physical world was like Facebook, it would be like uh, some, you know, Simpsons apocalyptic parody thing. It would be a Hobbesian nightmare. It would just just, you know, garbage flying everywhere, explosions, fire, people dying and just and Facebook sitting there with his arms folded to say, well, this really gets the most engagement. <laughs> some,
0: some people really like the uh, tire fire.
1: Right. And, and that's that's what I'm saying for like the, you know, your your uh, paycheck depends on it. It's a, a, a lack of vision or a, an incorrect vision that this model, this current model, free ad supported spyware, engagement based algorithms, yada, yada, yada is the only and the best way to get the maximum value out of a community of a few billion people. And it's not. It's Mm -hmm. not. Actual, you know, rules and regulations and norms and strictures are the way to get the most value out of groups of people. If it wasn't, the entire world would be like Facebook and we'd be living in medieval times.
0: I I don't disagree at all, but I think Facebook does disagree. And to pivot back to the analogy for a second, um, to strain the analogy... Uh, remember me talking about the trash and the the one time I took it out good. Like what if truly one man's trash, as they say, is another man's treasure. What if what I consider garbage that's been piling up for three years is to somebody else exactly why they're there. I call it garbage. That's why I'm not there. But they might very well say, well, this is a platform where it's safe for people to whatever is on the ground here (laughs) Uh is what they choose to put there. And we're not here to police that. We're here to Uh make sure that those, those avenues stay open. To to that particular trash discourse.
1: Yeah, I, I I know the counter arguments. I just disagree with all. Of them. Like that's what they don't want to do. They're like, well, who's to decide then that the knitting people don't have those philosophical arguments? Like, look, no being a jerk in the knitting group. Mm-hmm. And who's know to decide? Oh, oh, you Garbage. get to make the rules Garbage for the knitting CPM. group. Yeah, yeah, I get to make the rules <laughs> in the knitting group because me and my three friends made the knitting group and we make the rules. You can't do that. Uh yes we can it's yeah, our bulletin sh- board we and really look super we're doing it. yeah <laughs> and we've been doing it for five decades and guess what no one has put us in jail because we are literally allowed to control who posts on this web bulletin board about knitting and it's a system that works yeah I I, I, I agree with you but like I, I had a
0: pal um who was the uh, well it, it sounds lofty but at the time it was just a cool job rather than sounding like a big deal but in the early days of Flickr a friend of mine was I think officially the community director or similar there. But the person who was like, you know, hey, let's do cool stuff with Flickr groups. And I don't know, maybe I'm being hagiographic, but I loved Flickr. I love the community around Flickr. I love the functionality. I love the ease of use. I mean, it was up there in terms of the great web 2.0 sites. But, um, but uh, so Heather had this job and like, I think at some point her job started uh, evolving in a way that did not make her happy. Um, so it went from being like, Hey, I'm the person who uses Andy Bayo's cool meetup uh, uh, service to like find groups of similar people in the area. You can have a meetup with your Flickr friends in this area. And I feel like increasingly her job became drudgery, the drudgery and pain of managing people who are monitoring content and looking for, what was it, COPPA or whatever. We're just looking for garbage and child porn and guys who had a balloon fetish. Like, her job became, like, I get up, I drive to work, and I go see the worst of humanity until I come home and collapse in a pile. So, like, for a while, that was, okay, come on, be cool. But then that, before too long, as it got popular, I'm not going to say Tragedy of the Commons, because I think that might be a turns out, but for sure, it got harder and harder to manage and the cost that it exacted upon the people who did that um, was not incidental. I mean, and you just hear these horrible stories about people who do content moderation at these services, photo services, social media, whatever. And it's just like at this point, you know, he's more, he's more trash than website at this point. Like, what, what, how do you fix it at this point? Well, that's, it's, that's what it is now. Like, you cut off enough arms and pretty soon there's not much Anakin left. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Make your next move with Squarespace. I made my move with Squarespace many years ago, and I never looked back. I think you should do it too. It'll help you make a website, and and it's real good. They're going to help you create the website for your next uh, big idea. It's going to be your home on the web, and and, and it's it's really easy to use. It's pretty terrific. You can get a unique domain. They have award-winning templates and so much more. What do you want to do? You know what? Don't answer. Whatever it is you want to do, Squarespace is going to help. Whether that's an online store, a portfolio, a blog, a podcast, they do it all. Soup to nuts. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do what you need to do. There's nothing to install. No patches to worry about and no upgrades are ever needed. You don't worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered. They also have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you ever need any help. And they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. It's so fun. It's so fun to go in and they even have a little dingus, you know, when I'm here on my Mac doing website things. And they'll show you like, uh, you know, what the site will look like on different devices. You know, that used to be like a whole job was like different devices. I used to subscribe to a service that would show me what a website looks like on different devices. And know Squarespace does that for you. Like I say, I've been with them for years. Uh, I, I use Squarespace for my personal sites and for the Roderick on the Line podcast. Um, and they've just been great to work with. They've they've been good to me. And uh, I love being out of the business of being the webmaster. And I, I encourage you to get out of that business too. Uh, make it easy, you know, uh, make it yourself. Uh, get the Squarespace, you know. The plans start at just $12 a month, which is hardly any money. But you can start a trial with no credit card required. You just go to squarespace.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. When you decide to sign up, use that offer code, diffs, and it's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And it will show your support for John Craig Syracusa, like he needs more support. It's sickening. Once again, you go to squarespace.com slash diffs, offer code diffs, 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting
1: reconcilable differences and all of Relay FM. Like you said, letting it get to that point, right? Thinking that, uh, that sort of, okay, we'll have some semblance of a control, but we'll have some kind of moderation. Like, the, the, again, the difference between the knitting group that's ruled with an iron fist from day one versus any kind of company that wants any kind of growth right? Because what you're afraid of is like, if we, if we like, who's going to make these rules? Well, we let this person make the rules. Really? That person? Yeah, we let that person make the rules. Uh, And you hope those, you know, they make the rules that they want to make. You're like, well, all these people aren't going to want to be here because those rules they disagree with. And it's like, okay, well, they'll go off and do their own thing somewhere else, right? And that, again, pre-giant globe-spanning social media was how it worked. There was The terrible news groups where terrible things happened, according to us. And there was the news groups that were nice that we liked. And there's the nice with knitting forum. And there's the knitting forum where all they do is have flame wars about needles, right? Right. And you can go to whichever bork bork bork, or whatever. (laughs) For example, 4chan, 8chan, all that crap, right? The difference in those is like, so they go off and they do their own thing and they get to be terrible off in a corner over there, right? But everybody isn't on 8chan. The problem with Facebook is that everybody is on it and yet it's run like 4chan. Right. That's a really good point. Everyone is forced to be there in that muck. And, you know, so if I mean, it's, you know, what would what would you have done differently? I think about it because the the question is, are you saying you can't have a, a, a social network with a billion people? We have a civilization with a few billion people. And this civilization in general does not look as bad as Facebook. Right. It real life, you know, non virtual in person interaction on a daily basis of people going about their lives. They tend not to walk down the street. With their pants down, leaving a trail of poop behind them and screaming, yelling and throwing uh, Molotov cocktails into every house as they go by because society would crumble. <laughs> as they run Facebook, down the halls, pooping and screaming, I'm an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook being virtual, it withstands that behavior on a daily basis. And in fact, is built in such a way that there are network effects that both reward it and uh, and, and amplify it greatly. Right. And so it's just it's this, this terrible creation we've made. And if it instead had been run. With an iron fist like, uh, you know, the the idealized knitting forum, maybe what would happen is that there would be one or more viable Facebook competitors, which Facebook would think would be a failure. We want to be the one and only globe-spanning social network, even though they're not really and there's a bunch of bigger ones in China, I'm sure, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. But like, uh, maybe they, we can see, see that as a failure, but I think if you want to have anything close to a Facebook-scale social network that isn't a cesspool, you can't structure it anything like Facebook and you have to rule it with an iron fist according to a small group of people's opinions and you hope to god that their opinions are reasonable. They might mm-hmm. not agree with yours exactly. Maybe Facebook would have become like uh you know the, everything that we hate and we but then if if that was true enough people would never be there. They would mm-hmm. be like banned for trying to say something reasonable and there would be an, a competitor Oh
0: yeah and like and like when when people say oh you're deplatforming all the conservatives and it's like what when will you people learn how to deal with a bully you do not deal with a bully by giving that bully what they want because that's far from making the bully stop bothering you it shows the bully that you're a mark so when you when you have these kinds of um, congressional hearings and I understand there's good people on both sides but mm-hmm. you you have one of these hearings where, where people say the most ridiculous things about, you know, deplatforming. So what are you going to do? So okay, fine. Are you going to fix that problem? Well, you're not going to make them demand less of you now. It's going to just show what they can get away with
1: with you. You know, and the whole idea of like, well, what should the rules be, and who gets to decide, or whatever. Right. Even if you take the the silliest version of that, that's the, that's why everyone on Twitter is always yelling about this. If you just say, okay, well, let's not look at any of the gray areas. Let's instead just say, can we agree no Nazis? We can't even win that battle. There was a time right? when
0: that seemed so straightforward, Joe. right?
1: Like it's can like we the just ridiculous, agree no Nazis? like that Godwin's law thing. Ha ha! Yeah, right. Okay, the thing we all agree is bad, but do we? Apparently not, because you can be a Nazi and be on pretty much anything. And they say, well, as long as you don't actually threaten violence, it's fine to be. On.
0: It's really a neo-nationalist. If it's, um, it's, it's,
1: yeah. it's, we can't agree on that, seriously, like, and you could edge in from there. Find the cases that you think are the most extreme, but, but, like, it's it's just so frustrating that no one is, uh, none of these things are willing to take a stand on anything. And like, uh, you know, bans QAnon. Yeah. Oh, how long did it take you to figure the QAnon might be a crazy and b potentially harmful because c your entire system was built to amplify and grow crap like QAnon. Oh, I, I just. I can't stand it, and I just... Ugh. Well, and, and to circle back to where this
0: started, if I may, um, I'm not trying to be cute and clever, but, like, uh, God, this started off so fun. Um, let's, 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 let's say, so, so if I, unless I'm misinterpreting your, the way you posed this, you know, I guess a couple ways to put it. One is, like, okay, if you could fix Facebook right now, what would you fix? Or maybe put differently, how would you know if Facebook were moving in the right direction? Right, like what kinds of things would
1: show you that they're, you know, taking this seriously? I mean, fair kind of, right? I mean, I, I think you got to the root of it too. Is it like if you could build Facebook from scratch, starting from zero, well, how, well, would well, you yeah, it well, how would you build well, we, it differently? Okay,
0: well, we could do that, but here's, but, but so yeah, okay. I, I think it is fair to say that the fair pivot might very well be in the year of our Lord twenty twenty on Tuesday, October sixth. Okay, smart guy, what do you want to do about COVID? And I, I could, I could give some stuff that I think is pretty smart. One would be. The same thing we've been saying, I'd very calmly and patiently to the extent possible say really the same thing the smart people have mostly been saying since February or March. Yeah, it's important to like wash your hands. Yeah, it's important to wear, but it's really important to wear a mask. And, but, you know, even the six foot thing is a little conservative. Let's make it a little further than that. Let's, let's shut down more stuff that's happening inside. Let's realize the role of aerosols, et cetera. But already I sound like such a simp. I sound like such a dope. Because, because first of all, you have this White House where by the time I check Twitter When we're done here, I'll bet you dimes the donut. Donuts, you know, a couple more people have it. But what's the real answer? Well, the real answer to that is don't get to where we are now. Sorry, I don't have a time machine. But like, as with Facebook, well, what I would have done is almost everything differently. I think that's kind of what you're saying too. But like, that's why I feel it's somewhat dis. Not you, but I feel like it's somewhat disingenuous when people say, "Okay, so what is it? What do you want us to do? What do you? Well, what I want you to do." is to stop acting like this is an impossible problem when it is literally getting worse all the time and you're choosing to do nothing about it is, is it's, it's it's sad it's sick it's disingenuous and it's it's really gross to try to turn that around to like okay smart guy you tell us how to fix our broken platform well dude I never would have gotten it to this because like John is saying you you I would do more if first of all it's not my job it's your job to be good with that It's it's so lame to turn that around and point it at the user and say, well, what would you do, smart guy? Well, what I do is what I do. How about you do what you do? You do that, and like that would that would that would that would take some work and a time machine, but like it's uh, there's stuff we could do today. There's a lot of stuff we could do today, but like closing the barn door like (laughs) after the poop has started to flow out is not going to help
1: anybody. I think the 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 main frustration from our perspective is just people who are subject to it is that we can't even get these companies to recognize the harm like forget about solutions like solution to what what's the problem we can't even get to say like harmful things it's like as
0: the nra used to say it's the cost of freedom right It's the price of doing business if we're going to be in the freedom business we're going to have to put up put up with some with some sheets and swastikas
1: yeah just kids are going to have to be shot up in that classroom sorry just you don't have to deal with that right
0: hey it happens man it makes them strong it makes them well you know what john we're going to come out of all of this stronger <laughs> yeah, I mean, so We're super yeah, not. I,
1: just just to pin this, like, obviously, we agree too strongly about this. Um, I just, I just thought it was worth talking about because, oh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are still kind of wishy washy about. But, but should Facebook really ban Nazis? Because they might be nice people, and as long as they don't say anything mean, just because they are Nazis and display Nazi symbols and recruit people to be Nazis and are, are you know, and think that Hitler is right about everything doesn't mean necessarily they're bad people and they shouldn't have a Facebook account. Maybe you want to close one of their groups, but you know, you can't get rid of their Facebook account. What are you going to do? Kick all the Nazis off Facebook? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to re- delete their Facebook accounts? How yeah. is that going to cool. help you meet your growth numbers? For That's typical sport? fascist stuff. Hmm. Yeah. And say so exactly. What are you going to do? Oh, so you get to decide who's a Nazi, oh, who doesn't? Great. Now I guess uh-huh. Facebook rules the world now. Facebook uh, gets to jacuz. decide who's a Nazi and yeah. who isn't. Facebook gets to decide who has data in their databases and uses their servers. What country is this? It's Not my America that lets a private company decide mm-hmm. who gets to have an account on their systems. That's ridiculous. And look, look, I got to be honest. With you. I, okay, look, when I was in college, I tried Adrena Chrome.
0: Like a little bit, like a little bit. And, and, and it gave me a lot of powers. But I, I, turned, I turned away from that a long time ago. I'm just shooting up pizza places. I'm glad I don't actually
1: know what that is. I'm very well, glad. Well,
0: what you got to do is, let me explain. Mm-hmm. You want to get the child as terrified as possible, <laughs> because to get the really good adrenochrome, mm-hmm. you have to bring the child right to the brink uh, of the fear of death. That's when you bring out the adrenochrome. It's a lot like milk and a crab.
1: You know, you know too much about this. Do I? Yes. Mm. That's what I always fear. I mean, you had, what's his name, Will Summer on or whatever, like I I dread articles like that not because i don't agree with them and and think they're important like and we need to have a record but but i dread that like i mean it's this is what facebook has made me dread that the mere repetition of insanity spreads it indirectly and there's nothing you can do about it like i know you know the fact that you're explaining that it's insane doesn't mm-hmm. matter right and no no i totally agree this is why i can't even there's a well as you may know i have an
0: array of interesting accounts that i have looked at in the past i can't even open it anymore it just it's not even funny anymore. It's not even sad anymore. I just can't even open it because it's too much. It's just too much mm-hmm. for me. When people tell me that like their feet are being burned from laser beams from the person who lives downstairs, I'm just like, this sucks. It just really sucks.
1: Yeah. I mean, it o- it always kind of sucks, but it's like when you feed that into a machine that amplifies it exponentially, it becomes much more terrifying than it is. Sad or even funny or weird, or it's not it's not a curiosity anymore now it's like a now it's like a you know an extinction level event that we need to take seriously
0: but like it's it's like who which one of us is going to impress Joe the most with what a good war boy we are like the 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 madness that people are performing, and I think really honestly kind of believing i mean now now we're we're at a point right now where it's like does the White House really have they somebody's talking about this on one of the new shows today, but like it's starting to really seem like they might actually believe some of this stuff that they, the only way to become an effective salesman of this kind of toxicity about COVID is to actually believe it. So when they're walking around, I'm not talking about the the housekeepers and valets and all those people, but like the sort of um, Lieutenant Colonel uh, level people walking around without a mask. I mean, I know you don't watch cable news, but like, I don't know how much you've seen of like the um, Amy uh, Coney Barrett garden event, the inside event. Bill Barr is out there giving big bear hugs to everybody, and they're doing fist bumps and holding their masks. And like, I you haven't been on the uh, Slack too much lately, but you go to that New York Times piece about where the outbreaks have been around don't the know White where House.
1: I am. You don't know where I am on Slack.
0: I do. I do. I'm everywhere. Hmm. Whoa. Wait a minute. You're saying saying where where we go when we go all?
1: No, that's not what I'm saying.
0: You're not saying that. I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically like it's like I, the way I said it on the Slack that you were not in is uh, we're basically if this were a game of Clue we would be
1: reaching endgame. I'm in. I just read that like earlier today when you read. No, you it, didn't. Just, FYI, you didn't. Yes, I, I did. I did that. Yeah.
0: It'd be a great shirt. We could make it bold, like bold, uh, capitalized, all caps. We put asterisks around it so people mm-hmm. will know. Mm-hmm. Now here's a question. Now John never said specifically. I mean, I have a feeling on asterisks. Asterisks versus <laughs> underscore. Okay, I'm done here. I'm done here.